Bhavanam Kevalam, the universal mantra. Okay, so calling it a universal mantra is clearly a little bit of an exaggeration. It can't really cover all of the possible reasons and situations where you would want to use a mantra. But it certainly gets pretty close. It's pretty expansive in terms of its effectiveness in many, many situations. The Bhavanam Kevalam is part of the modern Anandamarga yoga tradition, but based very much on the older yoga tradition and very much expresses the energy of deep connected yoga. Yoga, of course, being union, becoming one with all. And so what we're talking about is the expression of love coming together into oneness, infinite love, if you like. And Bhavanam Kevalam is often translated as all there is is love, there is only infinite love. It's not a literal translation. Literally, Baba means father. Nam means name. Kevalam means only. So only the name of the father. Which sounds a little bit more religious. But the kind of spirit that we mean it in is very much like love is all there is. Only this divine essence, this name of the divine. And what is that? This essence? It is love. And the energy that is created by this mantra is very much a loving, sweet energy. A kind of crimson sunrise color for those who can see the colors of energies. Similar to pink, but a little bit more refined. Pink being a very much an energy of more human love. This is cosmic love. So mantras are based on a few qualities. They need to have some kind of meaning because you're going to be reciting this mantra it needs to have a positive meaning. You can't really create a positive mantra out of swear words, for example. It also needs to have a sound, a poetry, that has an effect. And each sound affects our consciousness in the same way that each motion affects our consciousness. And what we do with our hands and body in a yoga session affects our consciousness in the same way what we do with our words and our sounds that we make with our lips affects our consciousness as well. And the third quality a mantra needs is energy, empowerment, a spirit that has been put into it. And some mantras have this through years of history. Um, in the West, we would have 
something like Alleluia that has been used for so many thousands of years that it has gained a lot of power. It's also possible for a spiritual master to empower it, to meditate on that sound and to give it some power. <clears throat> and there are many, many mantras, many, many different expressions of how do we empower these energies into words and use those words to meditate or to sing or in some cases to write and to read. <clears throat> sometimes they're used silently, sometimes they're used out loud, sometimes they're sung, sometimes they're spoken. And a lot of mantras have a very particular effect that was designed for a particular way of using it. So, for example, there are a lot of Sanskrit chants from the Vedas. Like, for example, the Gayatri Mantra. Om Bhur Bhuvaswaha Tatsavitur Varenya Bhargo Devasya Dimahi Diyoyona Prachodayat It's designed to be chanted. If I take those same words, Om Bhur Bhuvaswaha Tatsavitur Varenya, it doesn't really have that same power designed to be used in a particular way. In the same way there are, there are mantras that are designed to be used silently. In the Jewish tradition, for example, we have the name of God that is never spoken aloud, but only used as a contemplation. So we have these many, many mantras used in different ways and each one has its own power and its own effect. Some of them are much more related to different kinds of spiritual paths. We get the Christian use of Gregorian chant, for example, and the, the Latin prayers. And we also have the Christian use of Aramaic prayers, which is becoming more popular recently. The Jewish have an extensive liturgy of Hebrew chants and psalms and prayers that each has a kind of a, an inner depth, an inner power to it. In fact, the Torah, the first five books of the, of the Old Testament that is the core of the Jewish Bible, or it is the Jewish Bible, really. This is the, the thing that is, is kept as a sacred scroll. That in itself is an enormous long mantra, as are many of the, the Vedic texts. However, you can see that each one of them is quite specific and used in a specific way. Babanam Kevalan is a bit more versatile, hence this concept of 
been called a universal mantra. It's a mantra that can be used in many, many different ways that still creates a very powerful effect in each one of those ways. It is always tied to the yoga tradition and it's got a quite a different energy to say the Christian mantras or the or the Jewish mantras or the Islamic mantras. It's very much the yoga vibe. If one is doing yoga then this is something that would really strengthen that energy that is created doing yoga. If you're not doing yoga, it will still have some positive energy, but it may be kind of a little bit going in a different direction to where you've been, been uh, what you've been cultivating. So it's very much a power mantra for generic, common, versatile use within the yoga tradition. And there are many, many different ways that this can be used and can be used well. Now, when I say used well, what I'm talking about is used in a way that opens up the full, all of the layers of the mind. Specifically, we're talking about up to and including the seventh layer of mind, the Anandamaya Kosha or the universal soul. So it's the part of the mind that connects you to infinity. There is the beyond nirvana consciousness, um, but it's not really possible to have a mantra that incorporates that consciousness because that consciousness takes us away from action and the body and the world. It's not possible for us to keep thinking about a mantra when entering into the consciousness of emptiness. And so the maximum that we can contain in a mantra is this universal. So how do we use it? Well, the first way is to sing it. To sing it, dance, clap your hands, put your hands in the air. And we'll talk later on, perhaps in uh, another course or later on, about the particular ways that we move the body while singing kirtan. And there is a particular uh, dance step that has been traditional and is quite powerful. But let's just focus here on, on the singing itself. This is singing expressing yourself with instruments, with dance, with movement. It's not like Gregorian chant. We're standing still and being very quiet and peaceful and, and uh, singing a, a song or a hymn. No, this is expressing yourself. This is more like, um, more like Alleluia, praise the Lord. We're dancing around, we're clapping, we're singing. This is the happy clappy version. Um, Bhavanam Kevalam is, brings out an energy that is more exuberant rather than peaceful, though it has a peaceful element to it as well. 
it's also very good for re-engaging the mind in the positive, in the divine. So when you get distracted, when you're doing something in the world, you have to focus on digging a hole or cooking dinner or something. Or when you're meditating and, and you're trying to focus on deep peace and you start thinking about something practical and irrelevant. Or you get distracted by some sound or some sensation. This mantra, Baba Nam Kevalam, is a great way of re-engaging the mind in the divine. Basically what it's affirming is that this also is divine. This is also love. So this cooking is also love. And this hole is also love. And this distraction and this sensation, this sound, they are also divine love. And so it's a way of re-engaging our mind in the positive, in the infinite. This can be done during your meditation to keep you back on track. Back focusing in your meditation. In the Buddhist tradition you'll hear a lot about breathe and gently take your mind back from any distraction back to the breath. Well, in the yoga tradition, tradition you focus back on the mantra. And this particular mantra is very good at bringing that energy back. Back to the infinite. Another way you can use this is during the day, when you're doing activities, before you're about to do something important or something that stresses you, before you're about to do something unimportant and is just part of your day. Keep your mind focused back on that infinite. Have you seen the mala beads, the, the kind of string of beads, like a necklace, that people meditate on? They take one bead and then they repeat a mantra, and then they go to the next bead and they repeat an, the mantra again. And so by going through the whole necklace, they get a whole meditation practice. This can work with the Babanam Gevlam mantra. Babanam Gevalam on one bead, Babanam Gevalam on the next bead, and the next, etc. One of the ways that is quite popular is to breathe in Babanam and breathe out Gevalam. But if you do that by itself, um, as there's a little bit of a stressful energy created. And this is true with, with quite a lot of meditation mantras actually, that they require some kind of ideation or ideation meaning concentration of your mind and imagination, or focus on particular parts of the body or other things that are done with the mind in combination with this mantra in order to really create that universal infinite effect. So if you tune in to the earth and focus in on the earth and eventually connect to the center of the earth, 
this is often done with different kinds of visualizations, imagining the earth beneath your feet or beneath where you're sitting and imagining the, the earth contracting into a small point or simply imagining you're connecting like roots down into the center of the earth. And then from the center of the earth, the energy comes up through you and through all of your chakras up to your crown chakra, at which point you connect to the universal, that ocean of divine love. And start repeating this mantra, Babanam, Kevalam with the breath, Babanam in, Kevalam out. This is quite a pow profound, powerful effect. Um, practice as well and one that is quite popular in the Anandamaga tradition popularly taught though few of the serious practitioners of Anandamaga actually do it themselves because they tend to learn other meditation techniques using other mantras I when I first came across this this issue of the stress that was created by just breathing in and out Bhavanam Kevalam. I played around with other ways of doing it and I created another method that is, I've never heard anyone else talk about, but works quite well, which is to breathe with each syllable. So you breathe in Ba, silently of course, but this is all, we're all talking silent meditation here, and out Ba and in nam and out ma. Um, the the full form is actually ba ba na ma. And then in again ke and out va and in la and out m. La ba na m ma ke va la m. So that's quite a long phrase to do with your breath, but it works very well. The meditation is often done after singing, so singing Babanam Kevalam, and then sit down to meditate. It can be quite natural to continue singing that mantra in your mind. Whatever the melody was, silently in your mind. And this is also quite a, a profound meditation, kind of just creates a peaceful experience alongside this, this melody that you've been, that maybe gets stuck in your head if you sing it enough. So there are these various methods of utilizing this mantra. And I'm sure there are others that I haven't thought of, I haven't mention. There also, each one of those can be used in different ways in terms of what kind of effect you're trying to have. So of course you can sit and meditate and try and have an effect on your own consciousness, but it also has an effect on the energies, the vibrations, the microvita, if you're going to use the Anandamaga terminology, which is a quite nice concept, actually. Microvita being spiritual energies considered as particles.
So you can use this mantra in these various ways, meditating it with it and chanting with it, to bless spaces, to create a sacred, cleansed, clean space. There's a ceremony that can that is often done for cleansing the house when you first move into it, a housewarming ceremony. You know, people often do a housewarming party, you know, but they're adding into this a housewarming ceremony, which involves singing Kirtan Bhavanam Kevalam through all of the rooms of the house, so that everyone files in and out of the different rooms and blesses them, the rooms, with their singing. And sometimes people do long kirtans, singing Bhavanam Kevalam for many hours and taking turns in order to keep the energy going. And this is creating a very powerful bubble of, of positive energy. Sometimes an intention is set for solving particular issues. I've heard of this being done to cleanse um, haunted houses with great effect. I've also heard of it being done to bring the rain or prevent disasters that might be coming. It's hard to really prove that it works for that, but um, there's certainly ideas and suspicions that it that it might, and and a technique that might be worth testing more thoroughly is to write issues that you want to solve on a piece of paper, and to put them on the altar, and then to sing and meditate Bhavanam Kevalam to them to the altar, but you you have the the paper there so that some of the energy is also being spread into this concept, this issue that you're wanting to put put attention onto, healing energies onto. So the the actual focus of the Babanam Kevalam and the meditation and the chanting in your own consciousness is not for achieving a result. But if you write some intention somewhere and put it there and engage in the Bhavanam Kevalam, then some of that energy goes towards that result. We've also started recently, somebody invented a, a way of doing this as a kind of emotional healing work, where we have a circle of people on the outside facing the inside, singing Bhavanam Kevalam, and there's someone or some people on the inside receiving that, that those energies, which can be quite profound as a, as a healing of issues and stresses. I've also found that it can be used, well it's not, I didn't invent this, I, uh, this concept, but I kind of developed it a little bit, using it to bless waters and foods. So of course people sing Bhavanam Kevalam and put some food under the altar and make this as a sacred offering. 
using this mantra Bhavanam Kevalam can also be used to bless the food before you eat it. And it can be used to make energized waters or energized herbal preparations, medicines that improves their healing qualities. Now, this is a whole study in itself because we then don't just have purifying and and making the energies positive in a water or in a, in a medicine. We also have choosing the very specific kinds of energies that will have the most healing power. And if you're reciting Babanam Kevalam creates the positivity. If you're also focusing on a particular chakra or particular petal of the chakra, a particular vritti or a particular issue, you can actually create a different kind of energy that has a different kind of effect. And here we have a whole realm of healing possibilities that needs a lot of research. And I've only just begun to to look into some little corners of it. And there are others who have done a little bit of work in the field, but there's there's much, much more work to do. And the last one that I'm going to touch on, the last use of Babanam Kevlon, is an interesting one, which is swearing. You know, people sometimes swear, Jesus Christ, when something goes wrong. Among the yogis who've been introduced into, into Babanam Kevalam as a mantra, some of them swear instead Babanam Kevalam. When something goes wrong, they say, oh, Babanam Kevalam, very angrily. It's quite interesting because it's an expression of your emotion to, to say this. But at the same time, that mantra is bringing you back to the divine. And so it's quite a powerful way of taking that natural expression of ours, of, of wanting to swear and wanting to express this negative emotion and turning it into something positive. And this is the basic spirit of Bhavanam Kevalam, to take wherever your mind is focused and to reconnect that concept with the infinite. Oh, hang on. Postscript. I missed out one of the most obvious and simple ways to use the Babanam Kevalam Mantra. As you breathe in, Babanam Kevalam. As you breathe out, Babanam Kevalam. Silently in your head. Very simple japa. How did I manage to miss that?